You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Making Waves There's something pulling me away Something crawling over I Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode whatever it is. What is it this week, Chad? 110. Let's say 110. It's a okay. nice round number. Yeah, we have the lovely great. ladies of the warning with us here tonight. <laughs> they will be joining us on Shiprock 2024. And um, it is so great to have you all on the program. Thank you again for joining. Uh, I understand that you guys have had a long, um, a long journey where you mentioned to me you are finally back home in Mexico. How, what brought you back home? Where have you been this whole time? Wow. Oh Where okay. have we not been? been? <laughs> yeah. That would be the question. <laughs> no. We just came back from Europe and the US. Yes. Um, it's our first time like being home for a while, but we're not like home resting. We came yeah. back to record an album. So, but we're home. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're, we're good. Our family, everything's good. Everything's fine. But and yes, it, it's, it's been, been an exciting, an exciting year for us. We did our first ever European tour where we were also supporting Muse on their European tour uh, this time around. So we, we got to visit a lot of new places. A lot of new places. Uh, Speak and a lot of new languages, which yeah. was cool. <laughs> yeah. It's just been crazy. Yeah, love it. So, what are you what are you going to do now that you're back home? I mean, aside from still think and constantly do music, which is kind of what is in your DNA. What what fun right. stuff do you have? What relaxing things do you have in store for yourselves? Are you gonna Are you gonna treat yourselves in some way, some relaxation, and otherwise? Well, um, I mean, I bought myself flowers today. That was like my. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, flowers. Awesome. Flowers. Um, but like we're we can't like we just came back, but we're working. Yes. So the relaxation part is just a bit funky. But just yeah. being like back home, speaking mm-hmm. Spanish, that that's a big change. Mm-hmm. And um, eating our food, like eating Mexican food after a long while of not eating that's it. All that's, all that's, that's all I need. That's all we ask all I need. Uh, I love it. Well, I, okay, then let me let me break the let me break the ice here. Is there one redeemable thing about Mexican food in America? Where did you, or, or in Europe for that matter? Because speak, that was the that's the freshest place you've been, right? The most recent. So, was there anything in your travels? So you got met, you 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 are so happy to be home with your food, which I totally get. Was there anywhere in your travels that you found that e- that was even close to the food you had at home and in, in your travels? Yes. Yes. So in Glasgow, we went to some really good tacos. But it was, it was really kind of like nowhere. We just like came around and Rudy like, was closed. The restaurant was and Rudy just like opened the door. Rudy is her manager. manager. He just like opened the door and he was like, hey, like, when are you going to open? And like, we got <laughs> and tacos. Just, but it was so good. It was and so in good. Prague, 
we ate Mexican breakfast. And yeah, it was, chilaquiles. It was so good. But it was like kind of like a happy crying moment because yes, we hadn't had anything close to Mexican food and like the whole team. Yeah. And we were speaking Spanish in Prague and like everyone was understanding they were, us. Ugh. They were Mexicans in, in Prague, Prague and in Glasgow. So we were just like, whoa. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love that. Chad, what were you going to say about Prague? Oh, I was not going to say anything about Prague. I was going to say everything about Glasgow. Glasgow, oh, Glasgow uh, yeah. has like surprisingly spot on like dishes from all over the world. That's the one place that I can, I remember very vividly being like, this place is insane. How do they get, how do, how are they way up here, way over here? And there's literally, you know, like n- no sense of that culture here. However, it's, it tastes just like it and spot on. So they, they do do their due diligence in their homework. That's for sure. <laughs> Did you guys, uh, you guys are, so when you say you're back home, are you in Monterrey, right? Is that, Mon- right? Right. Monterrey, Mexico. Nice. We're in house right now, which is so, good. And you just got home, right? You guys are gearing up. And you, what do you have? You have, but going back on the road to do some dates with, well, like Guns N' Roses? Yes. Right? We leave in, in a week. Weeks. Yeah. And um, we're opening for Guns N' Roses in the U.S. That's insane. So it's last insane. year, we opened for them here in our hometown, Monterrey, mm-hmm. and uh, it was amazing. But to be invited back and out like, to, to their, their country, country that's, that's insane. We're very excited. Yeah, that's awesome. They were just here. Uh, well, I'm in Nashville, and Chad's in Detroit, and uh, they were just here in Nashville, and that was the that was the, uh, the Carrie Underwood's portion of the party, which was super weird and unpredictable. I didn't get to go, but I had some friends that went, and that was super weird and unpredictable. But I love the fact that it's like, Okay, it's Carrie Underwood, and then it's like it's going to be the warning. Like, how cool is that? Like, That's super excellent, cool. <laughs> like awesome, like awesome company to be in for sure. Uh, where, wh- what is there? Th- was there a handful of those dates with Guns N' Roses? In Mexico? You know, we had we had two that we were going to do in the United States, uh, but we unfortunately couldn't make one. But we're going to be in the Florida one. Yeah, we're in Hollywood, Florida. Gotcha. Uh, with Guns N' Roses, yeah. Florida. Gotcha. Hard Rock, the outside, big the big space. Yes. Yeah, 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 so you got it. You'll have so much face. I mean, so much fun. It's uh, it's an it's an interesting space over there in Hollywood because it's very it's very um, not to talk shit about Hollywood, Florida, but the idea is like, wait, what? There's a Hollywood, Florida, and then you get there, and it's literally just like an idea, the idea of a Hollywood island in Florida. It's cool, like where that Hard Rock thing is massive. Like, yeah. That purpose, okay. Yeah, I got really surprised incorrectly. No, I got really surprised. Like, what do you mean, Hollywood and Florida? But yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. because we have no idea of any geographical thing yeah, like, in the US. Know. We don't know where is what, but yeah. we were like, Florida, but this is something new. And with yeah. Guns and Rails, it's like, I mean. Yeah, you you would fit in just fine with all the rest of us Americans. We don't know where anything is either. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were just here in Detroit, though. I I saw that your dates, uh, your, your headliner run brought you through here. You guys play the shelter, right? I think so. I think I'm so. gonna trust you on that. You know, upstairs okay. or downstairs in that in the venue. Oh, the shelter. Yeah, no, upstairs, upstairs. I remember you that. I remember mo- that. You got moved up. That's awesome. That's huge. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Okay, yes. I got lost in that venue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's right down the street from me, so I, I saw hit you guys played there just like recently. I was like, dang, I wish I would have been able to go to the show. It's cool. Yeah, and it was a very like tight tour. We did like eight dates in ten days, so we were just yeah. like, I I mix yeah I, every I single venue. I was, like, I was like, where were we? But I remember yeah. that we got 
remember that. Yeah. <laughs> One of the interesting, well, the reason why I brought it up in general is an interesting thing that I don't know if you would you would even know being uh, from from Mexico, but uh, so Eminem, who's obviously from Detroit, that movie Eight Mile. I don't know if you've ever seen it. This this the battle rap scenes. Those are all shot in that. That's that's from that venue that you guys play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my below, yeah. I actually I, I didn't know. Uh, but when we got time. there, uh, Charles was telling oh, me okay. that that happened. I was just like, "Oh, really? Nice." nice. Yeah. It's a little lower. I wanted to spread around. Spread spread around. <laughs> How about you, Al? You got any lore? Uh, which which kind of lore? Folklore? I yeah, I mean, I, I I did my deep dive on you on you guys. I've been a fan of listening to the songs you guys always populate. I, el- the algorithm knows me well because you every time you release something, it always ends up in my release radar every single time. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I work with an act called Zero Nine Through Six that you guys had done uh, that collab track with, and I thought that that was, yeah. that was really cool with with Grandson. Right? It was another Shiprock yes. alum as well. Yeah. yeah. There's so many weird tie-ins with Shiprock too. Yeah, really. Hailstorm I mean, tour. Yeah, there's there's several of those that that came up when I was when I was digging around on y'all too. It's just it's going to be super cool. I can't we can't wait for you guys to be able to go experience this thing and for sure and really dive in. I think our I think our guests are just going to they're going to love y'all. So um, oh, we're very excited, excited about it. We're really yes. Yeah. So tell me, um, tell us, tell our tell basically tell me because I don't know if anybody else wants to know, but I want to know, and that's all that matters. Um, what's the songwriting process? There's some stuff that you guys do um, with your producer. Um, and then, I mean, I've just been so enamored with y'all. You know, you you go on YouTube and you search the things and it's like, oh my gosh, there's these three tiny little kids. And then you see the next thing is like, oh my gosh, they're growing. They're getting so good. It's like, how did this happen so fast? And I'm kind of going nowhere right now. But uh, it's just so cool to see real listening music and it's real music. It sounds different than everything out th- that's out there. It sounds it sounds broken down and fresh. And it's like, there's a point that's trying to be given. There's a point that's trying to be put across to people. And it's very clear what that is to me. Like, I I mean, you know, not that I know the point, but it's like, it's very, it's obvious that you're able to express yourself. And I hope that you guys feel good and are proud about the music that you're putting out because you should be. But what is, what does the songwriting look like for you guys? Because it sounds, it feels to me like you really kind of work on that really hard. We do. Uh, We um, take it very seriously. The reason like why we really became a band and we were like, okay, let's continue doing this uh, was because we started writing. So it it has been like, it's really fun to see how this process has evolved because we started writing when we were kids. Like I (laughs) I think I was 12, you were like nine and Danny was 14. So as we've grown up, the process has also changed. And like the things that we talk about have changed as well. Um, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about the process. It, like, it varies a lot. It varies a lot, but most of the time, Powell really sits in the piano, which is interesting because most of the songs start out as ballads on a piano. Uh, mm-hmm. on a piano and then we just kind of, like, rockify them together. Uh, the process involves a lot of different opinions as well because, like, we each have uh, things that we think should be. I think as sisters, it's the it's the one process where we fight to the most. We do in our like we, in we every sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, petty sometimes. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like because we are sisters, mm-hmm. we can really communicate properly during the songwriting process, which I feel like it's so important. important. And mm-hmm. also, there's sometimes like it's really hard to communicate what you're like seeing in your head or what you're hearing, and because we know each other so well. We can kind of like get it 
and move a song towards that point. Mm -hmm. But recently, like this year, we've been writing a lot with other people. Yes. And it's like our first time doing that. And it's been like funky. Not funky like in a bad way, but like opening up that process to more people because it's it's always been very personal for us because mm -hmm. it's us sisters, our opinions. And now strangers we've never met and we've just known for two hours. We don't we're know their now, brains, yeah, where they're going. We're not just right. other people, but it's been awesome. Yeah. Like, hearing all those new opinions and different points of view over the same thing. It's always just like so awesome. So now that we're writing new music and we're about to hit the studio and actually record it, we're very excited to see how these new processes will translate into the actual album. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. really, yeah, it's so cool. Um, especially having that new dynamic in the room where you're all kind of looking and going, Oh my gosh, this is so unusual. And, but here's, but you know, it's part of it is you have to do that to expand, right? You don't have to do it, but a part of it is it's healthy to get that other opinion. And then the ego check of him. Yeah, I mean, somebody who's, who could be honest with you. I mean, your sisters can be honest with you in the songwriting process too, where they go, that's stupid. That's, that's not a good idea. <laughs> right. But then to have that other person in the room where you want to say to them, Hey, that's not really what we're going for. And then figuring out a way to craft it so that you make it go the way that you want to and all those things and all in a good way nothing nefarious going on but it's it's really fascinating the songwriting process having been here in nashville forever for me just living in the songwriting community is just it's so fascinating especially here where it's like they get in a room and it's like bang 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 and people and the same thing with la and in new york there's it all that it happens there it happens in a lot of places obviously but it's super interesting where is the where um what's the big have you had a big blowout like that has somebody left the room and has someone been like super pissed and held a grudge for like three days has that happened yet no 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 never thankfully, thankfully. Um, also, yeah. like this huge like i feel like it is the best thing that has ever happened to us in our jobs is that we speak two languages yes. so if you don't so know this person and you're kind of like still testing the waters on how to communicate your ideas properly <laughs> you just start saying it like with a smile and it's like I kind of don't like that. What do we do? But it's it's not in a, like it's not in a mean and way. sometimes we just do it so we all know we're on the same, same page, page and we right. can like, like maybe we're trying to do different things so we just kind of like talk it out quickly and like try and do as best as we can. And honestly, it is very helpful. It's awesome. That we, that we yeah. speak but sometimes <laughs> where people do speak Spanish, so, it's like oh my god, hi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me just tell you though, if I was in the room writing with y'all and you got and I didn't speak Spanish and y'all and y'all were speaking Spanish, I would know without question. The first thing I would say is they're talking <laughs> the chat. I would yeah. be like, they're totally like, talking about me. Oh yeah. They, they totally <laughs> hate they well, totally hate this idea. <laughs> well, this I love that y'all yeah. do that though. You gotta take advantage of that stuff. It's it's that's yeah. that's so great. That's a skit. That's like a that's like a TikTok skit. You guys, it's should totally definitely a skit. Yeah, like yeah, line yeah. it, like line it up, make it happen. It's fantastic. It's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know if this is a touchy subject or if you don't want to talk about it. So I, I think you should uh, because it's something I literally just found out today. But so Ellen DeGeneres like went hard on like supporting you guys, and then essentially I didn't I knew but I knew about her support, but I didn't know that you. You were followed. You ended up going to college at Berkeley, and then they followed you around filming your lives for her Ellen Tube. Just out of speaking of social media, uh, in that space, how did that feel? Like, how did going to school, a music school, obviously having these cameras following you around shooting things? How did that work with the contingencies of being 
siblings, uh, you know, working in a creative space and also learning together. Right. I just want to, like, first I want to <laughs> clarify, like, I know that every, first, I forgot that happened. Yeah, yes. I like, that. I just, it's not present <laughs> yeah. in my memory at all. But now that you mention it, people it imagine, like, a whole film crew following us with cameras. We had a little handy cam that okay. uh, parents, uh, they sent us. Yeah, it was like, our parents recording and interviewing us. Yes. So it was pretty, oh. I know. And no, we did Very have, tough. we did have, like, there was this Two one days. day, like, a couple of days where this person, like, they did bring they the did, whole thing. They did, like, follow us around. Yeah. But, like, we were there for five weeks and that, that happened, like, two, two days. days. So you know, it was, it was pretty chill. But I feel like it was a nice little, like, we intro were into intro what we into were. what our jobs would turn out to be yeah. yes. in the future years. Because yeah. social media is a huge part of, of our everything. careers. That's how our career started. And that's how it kept blossoming. Mm-hmm. And I feel that like our parents were doing it with us. We were very protected. It was a yes. good way to start like exploring how to like show our it. personalities and yeah. our work and having mm-hmm. people know you as people. But you're also doing this process when you're a teenager and you're just right. like you don't even know who you are but now you have to be somebody so it's it's a weird process but I feel that a big comfort was that the three of us were doing it together yeah so like if I was alone that would have been really like stressful yeah, isolating like together and still you're totally right like this happened 2015 and that for me feels so far away yeah, I mean yeah. Yeah. I don't and it's, like it is. It was, it was like, that's insane. Oh my God, no, I don't okay. like that number. I think it's interesting because, you know, going, we were just talking, the reason why I brought it up specifically right now is to thinking about the writing process as Al was um, highlighting there and bringing in people that are not inside of your core. Uh, you, it can be uncomfortable, right? Just like the cameras would be. But as you go into the next record cycle or you go into the next situation where you are being filmed in any way shape or form those are those are tools in your tool belt mm-hmm. that like most people don't even have the opportunity to flex you know uh at all in their lifetime let alone utilize for their uh you know for the betterment of what they are doing ultimately with their career so i think it's cool and i think it, at the space that you guys are at and that that's like information that i you know i could i i could have used back in the yeah. day Right? Uh, for sure yeah. like how to deal with situations like that you know having a language that this a different language to speak with my friends would have been so valuable outside of the blowouts that i can remember so mm-hmm. i just wanted to touch on it in that moment oh, i had I, I had one yesterday i took my daughter to her guitar lesson and um i overheard one of the students talking to one of the parents and it was really interesting. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way. They said, and this kind of relates to to what Chad's saying here. Is I she said, she said, well, you know, um, the the mom said, yeah, she doesn't really want to play in front of people because she's really self conscious and it's just really it really makes it's really nerve it makes her really nervous. And the teacher said, well, that's okay. She doesn't have to play in front of people. That's just you know that's just not her thing. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. But at the same time, like going out there with nervous hands and just scared to death and is like, I would encourage, I would encourage my kids or my students to do it once and at least know where you stand, like as far as how you're going to handle it. And then the thing is you do it three, four times and all of a sudden you get better at it. You get more comfortable, you get more relaxed. I think there's like a real thing 
and I experience this because I'm I'm a half a musician, but I don't play out enough. I don't play out a lot. It's like I play in. Um, and, and like, you don't play as well unless you play multiple gigs in a row. And I want to get into that with y'all. It's like multiple, you know, it, it's like going out and playing a one-off is way harder from a, from a musician standpoint than going out and playing 12 shows over 15 days. Right. It's like you, you're standing up with your instrument. You're not sitting down. Your, you, your muscle memory is all trained. It's like, I feel like that's a super important thing to go out and play and learn. Like Chad said, what's in your toolbox and what you have to offer. Then you bring those things back into the writing room and you have all these other things. It becomes the roundness of your artistry. Right. So how do, do you guys feel like, like, okay, we got one gig. Well, that sucks, especially early on, right? Where there was one gig a month, probably or less, or like the one gig you were working for. And now it's like, you just said, well, we had 12 gigs in, or no, you had eight gigs over 11 days. You said, I think something like, something like that, but right. That changes as a musician, right? It's like the comfort level and those muscles get trained properly. How did that, how does that work for y'all? Hey, so it's been a process, Yeah, but everything definitely. that you said like Makes definitely sense. hits its mark because I feel we started like properly touring last year and our first tour was a six week tour. We did like 20, 20 something shows, shows in six weeks and uh, our first proper tour was in the US. It wasn't mm -hmm. even in our home country. So it was definitely very jarring and it was like like taking like a deep dive into cold water. It was like, what is going on? And the first time that you do it, it's really tiring you don't know how to like handle like all the emotional aspects. You're really tired, but you don't have time to be tired. You don't have personal space. Like all of that also really translates into, into how you play. Stage. Mm -hmm. And uh, like getting used to being that tired and giving your best performance, like it really helps you grow as a musician. It's like, like getting like, how do you say it? Like steroids. Like you mm -hmm. just grow so much by having those experiences and also like playing to different people every day. It's like having a new opportunity to kind of like prove yourself. Yeah. So it's also yeah. like- And also that's where we're super grateful of every single rehearsal that we've had throughout our whole lives. Cause you're that tired that the freaking automatic switch turns on, yeah. you know? And, and you're like just like, shows, how do I even know how to do we this? We like rehearsals cause it's so weird. It doesn't matter how much you practice, you cannot replicate what like the live show to practicing so like one live show equals like 20 20 rehearsals, 20 rehearsals. Yeah. like it's weird. like it's just you need it's to just practice so like different. the adrenaline like and that's everything. something you cannot like you can't just do, just do. do. Yeah. So, and also like communicating on stage is something, something that you can only develop mm -hmm while you're on stage and it's a really important part about being a fan and Definitely. it's gonna sound really stupid but learning how to have fun every yeah. day on yeah. stage we're that tired when like sometimes well we're all human we all have bad days and just like like centering yourself and grounding yourself mm -hmm. in your job and just like learning how to appreciate even though like you're not in the best spot but i feel like we're a totally different band yes. than we were no, definitely. last year and we grew so Touching on a tiny little uh, part of what you said about the student, in our case, I am so, so glad because as a very shy person myself, when we all started, I'm so happy that we got to do this together. You know, it was like, I'm going to step on stage completely by myself yeah, and do this. <laughs> like, I feel like if we get to like show people that, 
you're not in it alone. Like there's a lot of people who like music who can take that step with you. And also to like know that mistakes happen. Oh, and that yes. is part of the live thing. You know, everyone will not boo you. They would mm -hmm. just be like, oh my God. Like, like this year, part of the last year we played know? around 110, 15 shows. And this oh. year we, yeah. I don't know how many, but we played a lot of shows this year. And even though we're playing like almost every day, you still make mistakes. And, and it's learning like you never do. You never, you never do. You would, I would never mess up like that in a, in a rehearsal studio. Like yeah. ever. It just happens yeah. sometimes. But sometimes you mess up and learning how to like, first of all, like take those mistakes and kind of like laugh it off, be chill and learning how to like pick yourself up after that. Like, um, like continuing the song after you mess up, like all those things are things that you just gain with experience and you have to do that by like letting go a little bit of like ego wise like you can't take yourself like too seriously like i need to be perfect all the time because that's when you mess up that's unrealistic that's when you mess up and that's only things yeah. that you learn by doing it and communicating yeah. also if people like if my sisters come to me and say like hey you're playing pretty badly right now you you need to listen to that <laughs> And yeah. it, like, you can be pissed off. It's okay. Like, I, I'm not like, whoa, yeah, I love it when people tell me I'm making mistakes. <laughs> but I can take it and listen to it and try to see how you can like be Compensate, better yeah. and like start figuring things out. Well, maybe like yeah. finding the root of why yeah, it's exactly. happening. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, that's an. That's a very that's a very mature thing to even think yeah. about. Well, I mean, I'm, I, I never even thought about maybe I should figure out what's going on that made me forget you know forget anything in my whole life. You know, yeah. uh, I'm, <laughs> to, to, to 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 like argue back to what you just said. I think the Rolling Stones said it pretty good with their uh, you know it's only rock and roll, but but I like it and the idea of being having empathy for yourself in the situation and and it's cause, because it is just that it's only rock and roll this is entertainment that's that's what you're doing you know your your job is to have fun so that yeah. the folks that have purchased the ticket to come blow off the steam to their favorite band and their favorite music are encouraged to have fun as well i don't know who your yeah. first tour was in the states you said was it was that with hailstorm actually no, it was, was our own headlining tour yeah like, we had our oh. first headlining tour and yeah, and weeks. it was our first ever tour experience. So like that it was, was so it was just like a punch in the face of this is everything. And like things <laughs> that, that you wouldn't think about, like our team, like all the settlements, like handling like closing every show, the merch, right. everything that you just like, like we had never thought about. Like we were all we were we had like, to we do we all it. grew like as a team, we all grew a lot a from lot. that experience because we didn't know, like we actually didn't know anything about touring like, even about the no even to pack like we didn't yeah. know yeah. like how to pack yeah, how to pack. yeah. <laughs> you, you will never know how to pack by no, the way never know. Yeah. always <laughs> over yeah. we toured with hailstorm yeah. we were which was our next tour it was our second right. tour ever so we get to that like i'm gonna call it a camp because everything was just like so it was so organized, organized. Insane. and we were so, so green in like Touring. And touring in so we were like just like I, I feel like we all learned so, so much. much and they were so welcoming like yeah. they were very willing to like hey you know what this is not how you do things this is how you do things mm -hmm. and it was just such a comfortable place 
to, to grow. like get used to touring. Cause it was also yeah. a very long tour. It was also a six week tour. It was a summer yeah. tour and uh, they were, they're incredible people. And yeah. we became really good friends, not only with them, but like with Lilitzar and all the crew. And it was just a lovely touring experience. And also we grew so much like logistic wise, thanks yeah. to them. Well, yeah, and yeah. there's where the the Shiprock ties again. They were they've been on the cruise twice, and we'd love we're, you know, we're we're I would consider to be pals with them, and it, they're just they're just awesome all the way around. Everybody in the whole camp. So what a great I mean, and they're gracious enough to to like hold out a hand and say, hey, let's help you with this. It's so it's 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 invaluable. You know, it's like because think of the alternative, right? It could have been awful. You know, and, and now yeah. you're like, you're going home. You're like, I don't want to do this. If this is what it is, I don't, I don't want to do this. Right. So it's super fortunate. That's so great that that, that, that happened for y'all. Um, Seriously. Like you've yeah. had, a, you've had a, a string of incredible home runs all the way. And, it, yeah. and, 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 and it's well, well-deserved because you guys are incredible, not only as musicians, but humans. And just in the short period of time that I've been talking to you, I'm like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is, this is exactly what it needs, what you guys need. I was like, what are they going to be like, you know? So kudos whoever your parents are too kudos you guys yeah. are, you guys your family unit is awesome love yeah. that um i want to uh, if you don't mind i want to change gears because chad brought up the rolling stones Ugh, thanks a lot chad you made me think about things that's not why i'm here okay i just want to i just girls just want to have fun thank you yeah, um, yeah. so I'm not, I'm when in. i listen when i listen to your recordings um it really sounds it's it, i think it, the reason it sounds fresh is because it sounds live it sounds real um is that something that you because there's a lot of music these days that's very processed and it all sounds it all a lot of the modern music especially rock music sounds really great i mean sonically it fills the whole spectrum and it sounds it sounds amazing like you know you can tell that they spend a lot of time on drums these days oh my god uh, but when I listen to your music, it, it feels it feels more raw, and that's not a that's that's an observation, not anything other than an observation of what I'm hearing. And it sounds like that might be on purpose. I mean, the vocals sound a lot like they're there's a lot of one takes, and you know, there's obviously some comping that happens with vocals because it there has to be. But it really sounds like there's some elements to it where it sounds to me like it's just you in the studio singing. Like it's there's like there's it's really happening and there's a there's a producer there and someone kind of giving you direct i mean that happens but it, there's something about it that just feels really upfront in the mix and very uh it's like it's your the vocals right on top of you and there's nothing else kind of in the way everything that's there is just build is just is building the foundation for the vocal that you can hear and the lyric that that you're trying to convey how much thought how much thought do you guys put into the sonics of this the sonic experience of the warning Okay, so you, everything you is like really it. so yeah. on point. So something it. that we've not only heard throughout our whole lives, but we live it and we experience it is that our live shows, like the way we play live, usually sounds better than what we record. So what the like the attitude that we bring to recording is like we want to sound how we sound live. Like yeah. We want to capture mm. that essence, that sound, that energy, and just put it in an album. That's usually like. The mindset. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's how we record with that in mind. You know, we just kind of like rock out uh, there. And in terms of the vocals, yes, I really uh, focus also on that for it to sound very human. Like the chorus, maybe 
do it the second time around, do it again, but with a little bit more intensity as mm-hmm. the song like grows, not like just kind of like, even though it's the same part, um, it just, we really, really like to focus on that. And then mixing wise as well, we're very into like, okay, we're, we're so yeah. nitpicky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our mixers are, don't, don't like us always, but, no. <laughs> but friends that they accept Yay. the process, which is good. But like it's always like with that in mind like just it's stuff that we're playing that we like stuff that we would play that we are actually playing mm-hmm. and and things that we want to talk about so it, it should feel natural it should mm-hmm. feel like and i feel and, and i feel like that is a very key word we want them to feel the the meaning of the song like when you get in that chorus i wanted to hit you in the face and just mm-hmm. kind of like poof it physically right. so well and i yeah. and, and the other observation i have is that it's not again not a slam on anything else but the music that i heard didn't seem like it was overproduced it didn't some, seem like there was a lot of additional bells and whistles and i think that and again that's not a that's just an observation uh, and to me that lends itself really well to the live show right because if someone hears your sees a music video or listens on on stream, streams or music and then they go to see you it's like there's not, I mean, it's like, you just get to do what you do without all the other, all the other stuff that was never there to begin with. And frankly, it's only rock and roll. Right. So it's like, how much, I mean, how much shaker do we need in here? Like, do we need the synth thing? Do we need the keyboard part? Like, do we really need, and that's cool. And then for you guys, it probably helps out too, with like the road and with expenses of people and other musicians or a bunch of more computers and more tracks. And I mean, everybody's probably got a track or two in their arsenal. It's just kind of part of the deal, but I mean, you know, there's a lot of three piece bands out there that have done really, really well. And and you listen to those bands, and there can be a lot going on with three people. I mean, there's there's a lot you can do with three people. Hell, well, there's yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't a know couple, they're like on the road, but those, yeah, was three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, and we think, really do have that mindset. We let the song flow in the direction that it needs, and if we feel like it needs the extra element, we will go that way. But if it doesn't, we're like, let's just leave it to yeah. like what mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean. So taking it back to you, you talked about your your vocal recording um, process and your preferred experience, right? When you get to that second chorus, and uh, do you do you have like a song in all of the songs that you've put out so far that you felt was the hardest for you, not just to perform when you're when you're recording it, but to 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 say out loud, to sing it out loud, to put the you know even if they are your family members, you know. Even if you're in the studio or people that you trust, it still can be you know, sometimes a cathartic experience, or sometimes a really rivetingly rip me open experience. And I'm just wondering, you know, do you have any of those? Uh, yes, I I did actually. Uh, a fun fact about my recording vocals is that I like to record in the dark. I like to move around a lot and just feel like in a cocoon of that I am safe in to like fully let out all the expressions. No. Um, and then there's this one song in our latest album called Amour, which was, I have no idea what happened. I just literally started crying so hard. I was trying to connect really, uh, to the song and it's a hard song because it goes in from really soft vocals and a low range in my person to a really high range and a lot of just like letting out stuff. And there's a part in the middle that it's in French. 
So it was such a frustrating <laughs> experience yeah, in general <laughs> that I was just like all this, all the things that the song represents. Because it's a song about um, I'd rather be in a horrible relationship than to be alone or in a horrible like place situation, situation yeah. than to take away uh, the company of other people and leaving myself healthier but alone. So I just kind of like wanted to feel all that so I could express it and it ended up with a full-on mental I, breakdown I remember David David Bendith was the producer for that album okay. it just like sprinted out of the room <laughs> and he went to hug you and I like I know that it wasn't like the the cutest moment like to no. be feeling all of that but like from when I saw it it was like it was, it looked David cute, Bendith yeah. being like like a grandpa and just yeah. like yeah, yeah, hugging you like, and calming you down. <laughs> It was so embarrassing because all his shirt was completely soaked in my tears. Sorry, I remember that. It sounds to me I don't know. Yes, no, I I don't know him personally, but it sounds like that's right up his alley, though, right? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's pretty wild. That's a pretty wild experience. I can imagine that you know resetting, you know, in that space. I don't know if you called it a day. I I I would assume that maybe there was a moment where like let's take a little bit of time. I don't think we called it a day, but uh, the the I did took a break, but I went to guitars. Yeah, we oh, recorded yeah. drums and oh. then bass and vocals and guitars are my my right yeah, up my you were alley. Recording for like so I, a month straight. That was pretty. Yeah. That was so yeah. I just like, hey, let's go back to recording guitars and continue vocals tomorrow. I about that. that was a horrible. So, so does do, does someone do y'all speak French too? Yeah, I was <laughs> so we learned French like oh, our childhood like our school was trilingual it was Spanish English and French but we, we it's like when you oh I don't want to be mean but usually when we ask Americans if they can speak Spanish they're like oh we learned it in high school and they can say like la biblioteca and stuff like that we can't say that I can kind of read it okay uh, because, because I was, I'm, I'm thinking at that moment, like when she, when you had your breakdown and you went to the guitars right then, your sisters wish they knew a third language so that they could talk about you in that language. The two of them just had that conversation, roll their eyes and be like, you know, whatever it is like, oh, here we go. A dog or something. Oh, and, and by the way, we've been recording the guitars for a month and a half. Okay. We get it. You're playing the guitar. We get it. Like, <laughs> you only in another language. That would be so amazing. <laughs> and even though we don't know another language though it's impressive still our like telepathic thingy i feel like we can understand v- each other very well which like, is kind of like could, oh, we yeah. could yeah. each other without yeah without saying, saying saying when we work with people for such a long time they start like understanding contextual spanish mm-hmm, and that's yeah, where it's like for sure it's like, it's like, it's like, no, no, and no, no, then no. we need to start talking like really fast and like <laughs> yeah. so it's in, like not getting it so giving it a little pig Latin. But so being bilingual and Chad, you can probably empathize with this or sympathize with me being bilingual. See for us, when we hear people speak Spanish fluently with one another, it's so fast, like mm-hmm. so fast. Is it the same with English when you hear when, well, no, but you wouldn't know because you speak English too, but, well, do you, but when, it, it depends on the accent, but no, uh, like when we go to the U S uh, people speak like 
really it's not, it's not that fast. Deep no. south. Hey, my name is Leon. Yeah, you go down, go down south, it goes real slow now. I yes. will. I will say this though. Being Mexican, I feel like we are very used to having people speak really loud and move their mouth a lot. A lot. Like over there, I feel like it's like you, you don't know. necessarily like you just oh, need this. We can't read like, lips sometimes, it's and that's like, pretty horrible. I feel yeah. like some. That's where I don't understand. Not because of how fast it goes, but I feel like I'm used to a visual yeah, uh, language as well. Yeah, that's true. But, the, yeah, the, like, I, it's really trippy. It's like when we went to Europe, like in the in like in the UK, understanding English over there. I, I was like, you know what? I don't speak English here. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't understand a single word. Yeah, we feel, we feel the same way here in the states. <laughs> I'm like, we're bigger than that. Yeah, <laughs> we feel it. We feel the same way. It's like I turn on the subtitles on on some TV shows sometimes. Yeah, Peaky like, Blinders. Like I'm yeah, Peaky Blinders, Chad. Exactly. Like the subtitles are on. I look like a doofus, but I got the subtitles on. Yeah. It's supposed to be English. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go random here and and f- change the subject again. Um, one of my favorite bands um, is Haim. Mm-hmm. So certainly there's some. Certainly, there's uh, certainly. I don't know what am I talking about. Yeah, um, I feel like y'all are like the rock and roll version. I mean, they have some rock and roll elements to what they do, but I feel like y'all are like right there on the cusp of being the rock and roll Heim for sure. I love that. Yeah. 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 Like they're and great. I mean, and it's an easy. It's, I mean, I'm not breaking any new ground here because it's an easy comparison to make. It's like there's the three sisters, right? That uh, hey. right, but um, but it's super cool. I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. What the future holds for y'all and um. I think it's just it's nothing it's nothing but uh it's nothing but positive positive things coming your way. I and I think that comes from I'll soapbox and I think it just comes from the natural it's just nat it just seems natural. It just seems like this is what you would be doing. This is what you'd be doing. And it's like it started that way and everybody nobody was forced into anything. It was just it's like this thing that we do and that's what they have, right? I think they're they're very musical family and that kind of thing. Um but I do want to ask what was like Cause you guys have like a pretty kick-ass. Do you guys have the same rehearsal place? Is like that's that everybody knows about that everybody's seen on everybody's seen online. Okay, so it's the same the same setup. I mean, what uh, God, that is that is like being home, right? Like you're home with the food, but then you're also like, hey, this is where we kind of sound our best right here. Like yeah. everything's dialed in just how you like it, right? Definitely. Uh, our rehearsal, like it's literally right here. It's, it's literally, yeah. <laughs> um, it has evolved throughout the years, like. When we moved to our current house, like this one, we were pretty young. I remember mm-hmm. we didn't have this room, and I would have to play the drums in the in middle the of the living room. room. It and it was so loud. It was terrible. <laughs> it, it was so bad for everybody. <laughs> so we this, like, the, the rehearsal room used to be, like, the playroom, like, the TV room. And it stopped being the TV room, and it became the rehearsal, <laughs> rehearsal room. It, it just used to be, like, the drum set and, and your guitars it. and, like, a little amp. So over the years, it started getting like a bit more serious. And I was like, oh, okay. And the rehearsal room is evolving. We are We're also too. evolving. Yeah. And yeah. now we've grown with that room. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. That's cute. <laughs> I don't want to oh, think about that. It David Bendis. Like, <laughs> 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 he just pops in the screen. He's like, it's going to be fine. Uh, <laughs> 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 I got to... Uh, I got to I got to ask this question then. So then as you guys are traversing through your mu- musical journey in this this rehearsal space, who's okay, let me back 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 pedal here. 
Whose idea was it to record the first cover of Enter Sandman? You guys did. Not the most recent oh. version, but the first version. Pro- okay. No, not probably. My, my dad. dad's. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we don't come from a, a musical family. Not my at all. My parents don't play any instruments. We don't have a history of any family member being a musician. But our parents love music. They mm-hmm. love it. So we grew up in like a very music loving environment You're like watching so, concerts on tv so when we started playing it was just like everyone doing their own thing individually we never thought about being a band it was just like oh we just I like, like this it. and you like that and that's okay mm-hmm. and when i started playing the bass we started playing together just for like oh we can play together oh, it. Fun. and then we were like oh we should learn the same song because we would do different covers like just to learn By the ourselves. instrument like just to like gain experience Sure. And then we learned Enter Sandman. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't know the thought process that my dad went through. He was just like, let's record it. Mm-hmm. But the thing here was like, we didn't have experience in recording covers. And it was like, recording well, audio recorded, like, or anything. Two. Anything, like, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. But no. it was, we were really like, my dad was like, okay. But it's ha- like, it has to be one take. A one shot thing. Like, because we we're not, no we editing. can't like, edit. Like, we don't know how to do any of that. Yeah. It has to be. One shot. So what you see in that video, like, mm-hmm. it was, I was like, Ding played, me. <laughs> yeah, we played it so many times. I remember whenever Danny was nearing up that solo, right. and then I would just like, 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 like please, please. please play. I can't yeah. play this again. Yes. <laughs> Someone messed up. It was like, no, not we again. Kind of pissed. Yeah. But, but I remember like just being so satisfied when we saw it. Like my dad yeah. put it together and done. he uploaded it. And we really didn't expect anything out of it. It was just like, put it in the internet. Sure. Yeah. And then our career started. Well, and that's, that's, and, that's, and that's healthy too. Cause it's like, Hey, we do this period. This is what we do. Oh, we recorded it. We video. Yeah. This is what we do. It's not like, okay, let's get out and promote this. And here we go. The game plan is coming together. This is our first step. It's like, it's so organic and that's the way it should be. It's just like a love of music and people just doing things. Like I, I always say like, even in my, in my life and my career, it's like, I, cause I have some good friends that did that and people that I love that just don't do anything. Like I like to do stuff. Like I'm a doer. Like, let's, Hey, let's do this. Like let's do that. And that's, that's healthy, I think. And that's where you're, it seems like that's where the musical foundation was laid for y'all. It's just like, Hey, we're going to do this. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. We're now we're doing, you know, and when you do, it leads to other things to do, right. Yeah. Doing nothing leads very much to nothing. So it's, mm-hmm. it's awesome. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that it, that it started that way. It's so cool. And it fascinates me that you didn't have musical, not, not that they're not musical, but like, parents that played instruments and were like, Hey, I'm going to teach you how to play the dobro or whatever. Right. It's like super, (laughs) it's super weird to me. I didn't know that until you just said that it's, it's really interesting to me because I, it's like, I mean, even, it even makes the case for the, the true organic part of how y'all started even, even, even more uh, pronounced to me. It's like, it's super, super cool. Everyone gets really weirded out when we say like, well, no, my mom's a dentist. Like, we don't even (laughs) Well, like, you all you all do have fantastic teeth. <laughs> I mean, look if everything if everything falls apart, you'll always have your teeth. You know, it, it, it reminds me of Billy the Billie Eilish story. You know, with uh, her covering her brother's song, putting it on SoundCloud, and then you know, no one knew what that was going to be about either. It's a little bit different because there's a brother situation there, and it wasn't you know. But like I, the fact that it just it it just is what it. It just yeah. is what it is, and it ended up being exactly what it needed to be 
without, you know, the ma- it was the magic of divine intervention or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It's cool. And then look, it went on to do, uh, you get to, you re-recorded it. It's now it's in video games and in a Netflix series and there's a feature on it. And man, and now Metallica knows who the fuck you are. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. You're opening up for Guns N' Roses, Foo Fighters, all this crazy stuff over the idea of your father s- simply just saying, all right, again, Okay, it, we can't, you know, we just have, this is what we have to make it work. And that's the beauty of, I guess, like the art of creating and being creative and and being in a band with other people, you know, uh, the collaborative spirit in general. And your father was just, you know, just- I am just like, I'm going to cry. Okay, so like, I feel like we got so cut up in like what we're doing right now, what we're doing next year, what, what we're we already do. doing for the next year. Yeah. And like- like you just said a lot of things that have happened in our careers right. and it's like, like, it's like, Oh my God, all of that happened at mm-hmm. one point. And it happened because we did this thing before that. And that thing before that yeah. seeing like how like amazing our careers have been and these amazing opportunities that we've had. And like, we've had like the work ethic and the discipline to like take advantage of them. Sure. But like so many things I have just been stars aligning and, chances of like yeah and it's so insane just like like the first thing our parents not being musicians and the three of us just liking right these instruments even even right now like me personally i've had such a hectic work day that it feels so nice as well to just kind of like sit down and just enjoy everything that has been you know guys thank you so much it's been been that's awesome well i will say we are going to we are going to put career milestone where we, my job is to make sure you have another career, career milestone. And that would be performing on Shiprocked in front of the most insane music fans you'll ever meet in your life. Here's they that. will, they will follow you till the end, the end of your career. I promise. I promise. And that's a promise <laughs> I can make for sure. And Chad knows this. They will follow, <laughs> they will follow you. <laughs> yeah. To the <laughs> e- to the ends, like the, you, every show that you play after Shiprocked, I will. I mean, that's a little bit bold, but just about every show you will play after Shiprocked, there will be a guest there that will say, "I saw you on Shiprocked." They probably don't it. even say anything. Al. you'll see them in the crowd. You'll and you're see, like, and you'll see remember that crowd. person from the they'll, yeah. They'll have <laughs> their shirt. They'll have their shirt. They'll have a banner. They'll meet you in the meet and greet. And they're like, "I saw you on Shiprocked," and you're gonna go. Why the hell shipwrecked is everywhere? I thought that was just on a boat in the ocean, but yeah. it's really, it's really, it's really super fascinating. I'm so excited to plug y'all in with with our our guest community, and they're just a great bunch of people, and they're really high protein, like like they really love music. They have it's it's honestly it's not it's not a cheap vacation, right? It's an expensive yeah. it's a it's an expensive undertaking. You got flights, you got hotels, and it costs a lot for us to to buy a cruise ship for six days, right? So, um, the people that are there are really there for their friends and for the music and you guys, I can't wait. I can't wait for you guys to experience that. I, I have a good feeling. It's going to be one of your, one of your career highs to, to that moment anyway. So yeah, it's, I'm, I'm excited. You know, the thing that you're talking about, like the fans, um, like I, I it, it's going to sound like I made it up, but we've had like other shows that like we played at festivals that we have meet and greets after. And they're like, I just saw you today, but I'm going to see you in ship rock. I saw that oh, you yeah, were nice. on the head, okay. like on the, yeah. and right, I so. wanted to, and it's like, yeah, it's like we'll see you there. Like, we've heard like, that so many times. Like, oh, we'll see you in Shiprock, and we're like, like okay, yeah, yeah. I guess we're gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. And, and now the other fun part is, and I can I can let our guests know now. This will be a little bit of a uh, of a of a pre announcement. Is that y'all, from what I understand, um, 
you're going to be good to play in the stowaways as well, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. we are. Okay. Cause that's a, that's a whole totally other awesome thing that'll happen. Chad, Chad is integrally involved, integrally inter that word galactic uh, planetary. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, he's intergalactically <laughs> involved with, uh, with putting everything together and the song selection and making sure everything runs smoothly. And he'll come out and sing a couple songs too. I hope. Um, so we'll all be, we'll, we'll all be, we'll all be uh, battling that battle together. And it's, that'll be, that's, that'll be super fun too. The way that yeah. that whole thing comes around is, is one of the, one of the things our guests like the most. So have you all in that mix on that? Uh, that's a big announcement just now for all of our guests yeah. who are going to be listening. The warnings we're so excited in the stowaways. So, um, Al also will be there along the way. You know, uh, we get to tag team that together and to, to capstone a little bit, maybe, of what he just said amongst everything else the com- the camaraderie within that community is also a separate version of the camaraderie that you would see with the fan base so now you're in a room with other musicians peers people you don't know people m- that you might be a little bit like you know shaking knees around and they will pick you up they will show you the, the ways you know that the, the, if there's anything you can model the ship after is your experience in your mind is your experience with, with hailstorm maybe uh just simply because there is, uh, you know, a beacon there, and they're happy to guide you to the, you know, wherever you need to go. So, yeah. hopefully, that's uh, yeah. on a very, very long uh, uh, intergalactic cruise of life. We did, <laughs> and we just had a special moment, didn't we, Chad? We I, did. I am nearly weeping. Yeah. <laughs> and then so, here comes. <laughs> so here's what we're gonna do. Um, we're nearing the end of our hour with us. I could do this for another two. Uh, but we like to do a little thing. It's a little nautical pun we like to have. We like to walk the plank. So this is a little bit of a rapid fire thing. You'll figure it out as we go. But you're going to walk the plank with, with us right now. And you didn't even volunteer for this. But I have a question for each one of you I would like to ask. What was the last thing that made you cry? Oh, you got this. You got this. I cried yesterday. Okay. I cried two <laughs> times yesterday. It was a very lovely and I was like I'm back home and I started crying and the second one was that I just saw this series called The Midnight Gospel mm. I have so much in my life like I did with that series it was oh watch it it's good I cried okay, it's cool. like I don't I don't remember but like my allergies it's <laughs> 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 yeah. cats and we have Listen, cats it's just honesty man it's just you could have made something up, but you didn't. You went. You just went with it. I love it. <laughs> oh, and uh, the last time I cried. Oh, actually, probably on stage. Uh, in the last uh, tour, I'm going to be super honest. I was feeling super uh, low on energy because I got sick. Um, so my voice wasn't at its best. I had a, a, a tiny fever before going on stage, tiny. and I—it was okay. a fever. It was a fever, yeah. But like, I, I got it down before the show a little bit, uh, and I was crying really hard because it really frustrates me when I can't give my best, oh, yeah. and I know that was it's horrible. Yeah. Uh, that's the that's last like time. Big, that's like bigger than stage fright, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like stage fright's one thing where you're like, I'm going to screw up a song. Well, we've already been over that. You're going to screw up a song. But then having that thing that you're not able to give 100%, God, what a letdown. What a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what's the oddest way that you've accidentally hurt yourself? That's my question, by the way. (laughs) Wait. All three. All three. Yeah. Where we can start. 
accidentally like, hurt myself. Oh, um, I know this one for me. Uh, sometimes, okay. Um, when uh, we're doing sound check, and sometimes I have my glasses on, and I don't calculate how low they are on my nose, and I put the glasses against like my face. It hurts pretty bad. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> for me. It's either one getting into my bunk in the bandwagon because it's the high one. It's oh, just no. I have to like freaking climb over like Spider Man into it. Or I actually have really uh, flexible limbs. I've been trying to work on that, but I once dislocated my shoulder because I was dancing. That I was, was just like, was uh, like oh, were you doing no. like the this thing? How did, yeah, and that and just pop, and you're oh. like, oh. <laughs> Like I'm training a lot to make my muscles uh, stronger for so you that. Can now dance. Now dance I can your yeah. little heart out. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Also on stage, I move around a lot, and I have very weak knees. And sometimes I just take a step, and I'm just like, oh, my knee, and I just, I have a physical reaction to how my knee hurts, and then I'm just like, for the rest of the show, I'm like, oh, my knee hurts. I always, <laughs> or like something yeah. do you think that anybody's seen you do you it like move like be you know like you know in the crowd somebody's watching you play and you're just like ah do, 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 do they think that oh, no, it looks like a rock and roll face though that's yeah, the good yeah. part about it yeah, i feel like it's people might face. notice because like i do sometimes like oh my knee and yeah maybe we'll have to ask yes Okay, so the last uh, we're gonna we'll take a final walk down the plank together. But before I ask, before I ask this last question, um, I do want to point out, Chad. I, I want to answer your question. Uh, I um, I tore my uh, my MCL in my knee uh, singing karaoke. Um, so there's that. <laughs> That's amazing. Just just want to just want to let the people know, you know. Yes. What's That's important. What's oh? What song? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is gonna make it. This is what makes it. I was, I had the microphone wrapped around my arm like this, like Phil Ans- like Pantera style like this. And I was singing and I was singing It's Your Love by Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. Oh no. <laughs> oh, did you have a wide stance too? You know, I had the widest. I know. I could see it. I could see the widest stance. As a matter of fact, the witnesses said I attempted a split. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, that explains it. <laughs> that explains it. <laughs> so, I got, so I got done, and I got I got done with my amazing performance, of course. And I came yeah. off the stage, and I'm like, you know, here's what I said. I was like, my knee feels kind of squishy. Yeah. And well, yeah, because your ligament snapped inside your knee. But I was yeah. so I was I was partying so much that I didn't feel anything. And then four o'clock in the morning, uh, when I, when everything wore off. That's when I enjoyed it. That's when I enjoyed it the most. Was yeah, that feeling right that there? Re- perfect. The, the the ping of regret was was never pingier. <laughs> I actually had the same thing, not karaoke, but the same exact part of my body. Uh, it was also the worst accidental, weirdest way I've ever been hurt. Too, I got literally body slammed while wearing a uh, ice cream uh, costume in a music video that we sh- shot by the girl who was playing a vampire in the music video and she like she was like a professional stunt person she's like on tv and one of those like ncis shows and she picked me up and flung me and when i was picked up not even when i hit the ground but when she picked me up for some reason my foot was planted in a weird way and it turned on the ground and my my knee popped and I wasn't able to walk off, off the, st- the set or anything. The day was done. So, well, yeah. 
god. Yeah, Sorry. I'm wearing an ice cream. It, 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 I'm wow. wearing literally one of those big Halloween ice cream 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 thing, what? and holding a plunger. Actually, I was holding a plunger in my hand in the scene in the music video. I still wow. to this day cannot use my my knee in any pivoting situations that are like uh, if somebody's going to scare me and chase me and I have to pivot, you got me done. <laughs> Sorry. Oh no. Yeah. Okay, so we we've asked this question. We've actually asked this question before of a guest in the past, but I want to ask it. I wanted to ask it again this week because I, the answer is going to be interesting because it might be the same answer. But with with three with with siblings, it might be the same answer. If you could have a conversation with a deceased relative, who would you choose and why? Ooh. I Jesus. You know, we're very fortunate. Yeah. And like we don't like most of the family members that I've ever known in my life are yeah, still, like, are still alive. Yeah. Yep. You know what? Mm. Okay, maybe my, not fa- maybe not family member then. Just like a, somebody that has I don't know, someone oh in your God. life that you, that moved you that is no longer there. Oh. Um God, it's wonderful to be that young and have to think about it, isn't it, Chad? Yeah. Good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. Everybody's alive. Soak it up. <laughs> that's, sorry, that's very, very morose. <laughs> my my great grandma, because I feel like I didn't have, like I didn't get to know her oh, yeah, a lot. Wait, but wait, wait. hey, you know my mother's, my mother's, my mother's grandma. grandmother. Grandma. Yeah. 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 Beautiful yeah. things about her, yeah, and we just like never got to meet her. That would be lovely. You're that very would be lovely. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. What 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 might have happened was the three of you would have picked the same one. So that's interesting. Yeah. Super nice. cool. Um. Well, the night has one, come to the night has come to the end. Go ahead, Chad. One quick thing. So Ooh. we want to ask the next guest that we have a question that you're asking. They won't know who asked it until after they've answered it. So if you got a question and we'll, you know, whoever that is, we'll pose it, we'll propose the question as if it was the guest from last week. We can't tell you who it is. Answer the question. Then we'll tell. I know. I know. Okay. Yeah, it has to be. And, you don't even, and you don't even know who the next guest is. So yeah, this, yeah, is gonna yeah, exactly, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Exactly. Okay, wait, we'll, review. we'll review in Spanish. Google Translate. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, 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 cool. Alright, we have no idea who the next is, uh, next guest yes, is yes. going to be, but uh, while on tour, what's like the most like gruesome thing that they've had to eat because there's like nothing near anywhere? It's just like, what's that meal? Like, like the what saddest, <laughs> most miserable looking meal that you've, you've ever had, had because on tour. That nothing you feel bad, <laughs> but you have. Okay, Dude, but now that you, it is amazing. But now that you've asked it, we have to do a little extendo version of the podcast, and you tell us, and you tell us yours because that's only fair. All right. Um, um, I'm trying to think. Of like we've been in some sad thing on tour. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, okay, okay. This is no, kind of mean. But we were in a festival <laughs> in the Czech Republic. Was it yes, the Czech Republic? It was. And they had some really bad mashed potatoes. But everything else was... It was very good. Like, yeah. uh, no, it was things I just wouldn't eat. Yeah, So either. I just ate, like, a sad little plate of really bad mashed potatoes. <laughs> and that was... I ate a plate of rice. As well. mine, rice. mine is also on in Europe. It was a Tesco meal. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're not the same. 
I love that you asked that question because you remember that and you just hated it. I was just like, what is this, man? I was like, yeah. Gas station dinner, right? And you're, you pull up to that being like, oh, this is going to slap. Europe has so such good food. Bangers and mash. And you, you walk into that thing, you're like, what the fuck is this stuff in here? <laughs> well, the other thing is, is even like, food. like mash... <laughs> mashed potatoes as an irish guy like how can you screw that up honestly like how do you screw that up easy they were really watery (laughs) so they were they were instant Instant. they weren't even potatoes yeah okay (laughs) oh i could see it i could see what the 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 the, the, like the (laughs) fucking thing that it's in in the line you're holding your plate and scooping it on there you're like oh no yeah (laughs) prison prison food and throw it away. There's somebody behind me, and they're gonna see me do that. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's it's been awesome getting to know y'all a little bit. Thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. Seriously, and um, safe travels and, and good luck and everything moving forward. We're we're definitely gonna keep an eye out for you. All of our guests will be will be honed in on you now. So I'm glad we got to, got a chance for them to get to know you a little bit before they before they see you play and uh, meet you in person on the ship. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll see you guys very, very soon. Thank you so much for your time. This was a blast, and we'll see you soon. Oh, my God, yes. I love it. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or nothing more than a one hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.